This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. at Los Angeles 2021. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. Bush. And <laughs> the pause for the Bush, it always gets me. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it. And now we just kind of do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, we have trivia nights. We do these great rewatch episodes. Uh, and the way these rewatch episodes work, I mean, you've listened to a couple by now. You may know. But basically, we're going to watch and sort of do a commentary live as we're watching an episode. And we implore you to do as well. So when we tell you to press play, you press play. And then it's like we're all sitting in a room together watching an episode of The Golden Girls, right? It's kind of wacky that way. It's kind of wonderful. I mean, and also, if you're listening to this podcast and you, like, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a Golden Girls VIP. You've seen every episode 17 times. So the idea of Only you, 17? Only 17. Only 17. That's but low. the idea of a listener of this podcast needing to actually, like, rewatch to remember what happened with an episode is shocking. Because anyone can just listen to this podcast and know exactly moment by moment everything we're talking about like they will go back sensory wise to that moment with us as we talk it's kind of wild that is also an option but if you're like me and you want to actually feel like we're sitting in the room together because you're not going to hear the audio from the show through here so because if you want to hear it on your tv we can't yeah, do that and also it's just like then there's just a lot of noise going on and you and i are both already very loud people so it's yeah. probably just best that they regulate the volume of us and the episode I like that you, it's just openly acknowledged, we're very loud people. We're loud. We're loud. We're loud people. And this is a wonderful segue that I'm about to do. You're about to have another very loud person in the world because why? Because I'm having a baby. We're having a baby. Okay, now I have to say, before 
we did the last episode with Elliot in Alaska, the trivia episode, which is such a fun episode. And if you didn't listen to it, you really should go back and listen to it because it was so much fun. So much fun. fun. So much fun. But we all have known for quite a while now that you're preggers. Like Yes. I've known I've known since October, but I we probably started telling I probably told you uh, I don't know, by like December, maybe yeah. or January. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm like Rose. I'm horrible with secrets. I, the amount of jokes and content and things that I was thinking of doing revolving around you and Stan's child was like endless. And the fact that I had to wait as long as I did to even say anything, I'm so proud of myself for not giving it away. I'm incredibly proud of you because it's been we've recorded a few episodes, not just the yeah. trivia one. We've recorded a few since I knew and you knew. And uh, yeah, it's been it like because we'll be recording and I'll feel like a little like I'll feel a, a kick or something and I'll go. ooh, and th- But I can't say anything, you know, yeah. or I haven't said anything. But now, guys, you're going to hear this episode. We're going to talk a lot about babies. I'm going to tell you anytime I feel this little meatball inside my stomach kick, you're going to know about it. You guys are <laughs> along. You guys are along for this wild journey with me. I am 31 I am. weeks. I am. I am big. I am starting to get immobile. I'm slowing down. I'm like Sophia. She hit the wall. You really are like fully pregnant. Like, I was joking, Matt came over, or Stan, excuse me, I'm keeping up with the charade. Uh, Stan came over the other day and to drop off some stuff in a socially distant way, and we talked on our stoop in our new apartment, Michael, Stan, and I. And um, it was so funny as we were talking, because I was just like, you've always been like the tiny one, and I'm like the monster next to you, and now we're pretty much the same size. <laughs> it's kind of nice. The monster next to me. It's, I mean, comparatively, yes, I am, and it's kind of nice. Beauty and the Beast. I'm not saying you're a beast, but now at least we're the same beastful size. <laughs> we, oh, if we were in person together, we could do like a tummy comparison. To I see, like, would love it. Sticks out further, and Michael could just get the um. Get the measuring tape. tape and, yeah. 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 It's, oh, man. It's, it's bonkers. But I love, I love that you're with child. I love that you are bringing a child into this world, a golden child into this world to expand the Golden Girls VIP text thread. I mean, that kid won't be on our text thread for many, many years, but you It'll know what I'm saying. Yes, It'll take absolutely. a while. Absolutely. Yes. Take a and while. I'm sure, so some people may be wondering, yes, we are having a girl. And no, she's not going to be named after one of the Golden Girls, although that was a it was a discussion that was had. And there are (laughs) many reasons why we couldn't like like literally we have family members whose names are also the Golden Girls names. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, Rose is pretty. But then we're like, her name's going to be Rosebush. Are you kidding me? Like, you're not going to call her Oreo. (laughs) <laughs> we're thinking of Aurora, Aurora. or Blanche. <laughs> Blanche. But is the child going to go to Harvard or the University of St. Olaf? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so, so, so speaking of uh, pregnancy and babies and stuff, so we decided for this episode. We had to. We had to watch an episode that is baby related in some way. Now there are many that we mm-hmm. we could choose from. We could have mm-hmm. chosen from uh, the one. It's where surprising Becky... how many there are. 
There really are. There's Mary Had a Little Lamb, where yeah. Mary's teen pregnant. Um, there's the one where Becky tells Blanche she wants to get inseminated. The one where mm-hmm. Becky actually gives birth. There's bringing up baby about yeah. the pig. And then, but you and I. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. Wait, I have a feeling. And I know we're not alone on this. I have a feeling a lot of people have confused these episodes before because I fully thought that this was the episode with Mr. Sandman. But we it's wanted not. to watch the Mr. Sandman one. And we were like, oh, I think that's the one where the baby gets left during the walkathon. And then as I'm watching it, I'm like, no, I don't think it's this one. I think that isn't that's part of a clip show um, where another they're babysitting another baby. Um, mm-hmm. And we got all the way through the episode and there was no Mr. Sandman. So maybe we'll just have to sing it ourselves at I the mean, end we of could- the episode. We could, yeah, we could just impart it in. It really should. It should be in this episode. It fits perfectly in this episode. Because I will say, as I was rewatching this episode, I was like, I'm going to oh, be have honest. Have we said which one the episode is? We haven't. We'll, oh, we'll, yeah. We'll say it now. Today, we're going to watch season two, episode 16, and then there was one. Yes. Where um, there's a walkathon and, and Rose offers to open up blanche's house to all the little kids and then baby emily gets left there and they're all like ready to adopt her yeah i it aired in january 31st i think i wrote down 1987 which how old were you when this episode came out then i was five going on six so when when little baby oreo is five going on six um, since since everyone in your family has Golden Girls fake names, then this girl is definitely going to be Aurora, like fully Aurora on the yeah, podcast. But as on the long podcast. as we call her, as long as we pronounce it Aurora. <laughs> so when baby Aurora is going on five to six, you need to show her this episode um, just so that it's influential on her. And she'll probably be really bored at five or six, but. Well, I mean, this baby, what do you think we're going to watch in the delivery room? Like, (laughs) I already, you'll be proud of me. I told Stan, I was like, look, I know we don't pay the extra, however much it is, for no ad Hulu. That should be my baby gift to you, TBH. (laughs) Well, I said, well, you already got us a very sweet baby gift, which we really loved. There's more coming, by the way. Oh, you don't need to send more. Don't send more. There's more more coming. Shut up. Don't send more. Don't send more. Shut up. But I told him, I was like, I am willing to lift that ban because I do not want to watch an ad in the delivery room. So I said, we're only going to do it for like a month. Mm -hmm. And then, but that's going to be it. We're going to have, Stan told me, he said, you let me know what episodes you want. I'm going to have a (laughs) cure. I'm going to have a curated playlist. Some people have music. You can download them now. Oh, oh, that's good. I should maybe do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have a curated playlist of, of all my favorite episodes that I'm going to watch. And that's what my delivery room because environment's like, going to be like. People listening are probably like, well, why don't you just bring the DVDs? But you don't want Stan up there dangling with DVDs up in the air left and right. Like, you don't want him messing with that. And I'd have to get a portable DVD player because I have a MacBook oh, Air, right. which does not have a disk drive. What is happening to this world? I don't know. But I, I mean, I, I obviously I still have my DVD collection. But Wait, yeah. I do. I, because we are recording this, um, if you're listening in the future, which I have to say we are. So we're a part of the Hoo Ha Ha Network, which is the Elizabeth Banks's uh, amazing production company. And it's all about funny women and, you know, the the drag queens that love them. And I one of the things that I mean, I found I'm so surprised by being on the Hoo Ha Ha Network is 
how many more listeners we have, even though we're not recording regularly. We've gone through every episode. We've done it all. But yet people are just discovering the podcast now, like years after we finished it, which is wild to me. And I get these messages on Instagram where people are like, Trump was just elected on your podcast. And I'm like, I know, it's wild, isn't it? (laughs) And you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. I think it just goes to show, though, it's it's the way that I think people discover the Golden Girls for the first Mm -hmm. time so Mm -hmm. many years later that it really it goes back to this idea that it really is the most timeless show you know yeah yeah it's true it's true it's really really true it blows me away at how i mean i love the fans and i love people who are watching along with our podcast and they message from all over the world and it's just it's just a lot of fun so if you like the if you like this podcast go to hoo network they have an amazing app where you can download and watch other content that they have listen to other content listen to other great podcasts that they have so much great stuff is on the Huahaha app, which you can download on your phone or on like your Apple TV and stuff. It's on my Apple TV, which blows me away. I didn't think I could be able to enjoy something like that on my Apple TV that's podcast form, but I can. It's absolutely incredible. Technology. Technology. Well, okay. So Carrie, baby Aurora, should we get on <laughs> with this episode? Because I do love this episode. I, yes, we absolutely should. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty bored. <laughs> You were bored by it? Two of my favorite jokes come from this episode. I, I, uh, I was. <laughs> She'll be more excited when we listen, guys. She's I not was, bored now. I was a little bored. I'm going to be honest. I was a little bored. Um, this, this, this episode's fine. I rank it as fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I was really, again, I, I think maybe part of it is this lingering disappointment. Maybe it's hormones, but I think the lingering disappointment of not hearing the women sing Mr. Sandman. I kept going, wait, is this the scene? No, wait, the girls aren't wearing the right robes. Is this the scene? And then it never came. And I, I was like, again, I think maybe it's hormones, but I felt really sincerely let down. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is a letdown that it is in the episode with Mr. Sandman. Listeners, when comment on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you're commenting on, and let us know that if you've confused this episode for the episode with Mr. Sandman, because I fully thought this is a perfect opportunity. A baby is left at their home nighttime. They're all up late with it. Like, it would be a perfect opportunity to sing Mr. Sandman. I think we should just put it in the middle of the episode for them. But, but that will mess up the timing of the people who are watching along live. That's true. That's true. Ugh, we could put things. it at the end if we wanted to. We could. We'll do that as an outro. We could do that yeah. as an outro. Yeah, like that would that. be nice. Okay, like so that. everybody everybody will get their Mr. Sandman. I'm going <laughs> to perk up now. So we're going to go do a little break, you know, do a little thing, and then we're going to come back and we're going to start the episode. <gasps> yes, and we should tell you all, if you were watching this on your DVD or on Hulu, start it after the opening credits. Yeah. So when you first see the outside of the house, that's where you start it because that's where we credits. will be starting it. Exactly. The producer credits. Because again, I have Hulu and I, do, I, I get commercials. I still don't pay to have no ads. <laughs> so we're starting after my ad. <laughs> there are people listening who have the Hulu with the ads are being like, solidarity with Carrie. Hulu with ads. <laughs> yes. Yes. Never okay, once we'll... bought anything off of an ad. but <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I love that there was a producer named Winifred. I, oh gosh, this made me so hungry. I have Linguini so with clam sauce? Spaghetti cravings. First of all, I've never, I've never had a red clam sauce. I, I've I know. Always, that blew me away. I always associate linguine and clam sauce with like a white wine garlic sauce. Is it possible to have clam sauce that's red? Probably. I'm sure. I sneeze, guys. Also, it's real time. It's real time. <laughs> I also like the juxtaposition of Dorothy's like ivory satin white It's a pajamas. beautiful nightgown. I was like, you're going to get, Sophia's going to somehow get spaghetti sauce on that. <laughs> what I don't get, I've said this for years. Maybe you can also attest to this, but pasta in the morning, I have found, I have female friends that will eat the weirdest foods for breakfast. I can't eat anything other than breakfast breakfast foods in the morning. When I was in trimester one, and I love also that Estelle Getty is actually, she actually puts the spaghetti in her mouth. Like, good on you. <laughs> good, that is an actor. Um, I had the weirdest, I don't even want to call them cravings, but there were just only certain things I could eat. Like, there was one day where I had warm potato salad for breakfast what? and lunch. Where is I that was safe? Like, I would, yeah, I would boil potato and while it was still warm, I would mix it with the mayo and the dill and the salt and the pepper. And that was all I could eat. I, for breakfast and lunch, I had warm potato salad. There were just, there were so many things I just couldn't eat in my first trimester. Oh, see, that's when, normal. I think when people hear warm potato salad, they think of like potato salad that's been left out. Not that you've just cooked. You know what like I mean? Like Michael Scott did on that yes, episode exactly. of Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. No, no. <laughs> I oh, also... So I, I, I thought this was with this walkathon, mm -hmm. I thought it was a little crazy because Dorothy's like, I'm not going to walk 10 miles. But then I Googled it and I was like, how long would that take? And it said on average three hours. And I was like, oh, that's actually not that. Yeah, long. it really. It, no, I wouldn't. I mean, 10 miles is a lot to just a walk, I think, like unless you're like an expert hiker. But like, I feel like this walkathon is probably more like a 5K situation. 5K, 10K, maybe. So you think when Dorothy said 10 miles, she was exaggerating? I think she was exaggerating. Yes, Got I think it. she was. Because, I mean, a 10-mile one, that's a big one. That's big. Wait a minute. It would take you longer than three hours to walk It would totally take miles? you longer. It would take you about, like, 45 minutes to probably walk an hour. Half hour, 45 minutes. To walk a mile, right? Yeah, yeah. For, like, a an, like a regular hiker, you know? Oh, Google, you fooled me. Yeah, you've been failed. You've been failed by Google. Oh, God. I feel, <laughs> I feel disappointment on so many levels today. I do love, there's one of my favorite jokes is from Rose in this episode where she says um, that, I mean, I don't think it happened, to, actually, I think I'm, I'm jumping the gun here, but it's the banana one where it's like, you know, uh, the, uh, what, let me read it exactly. It says, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana, which I think is yes. probably one of the best jokes ever written on this episode. On this it's definitely series. one where, like, if you get a Golden Girls shirt or mug or birthday card, like, that's one of the quotes that you're going to get is, on it. Definitely one of the quotes. I also love that like Rose is fully prepared for this babysitting moment with these kids coming over to to stay at the house, and 
Dorothy's just like, let's let them do what they do. Like, kids are going to be weird. Yeah. And honestly, like, Rose would have been such a great, like, arts and crafts teacher for little kids. She's so, she's so crafty and smart. Like, I love her little homemade Mr. Potato Heads. She's got clay for the kids. I'm Blanche in this scenario where I'm going around the house being like, a kid's going to die here. This is not a place for a kid. It is funny that she's moving all her stuff that she thinks is going to break. And I'm like, oh, her vase is, you can see it right behind Dorothy. And this yeah. is the vase that was actually broken a season broken. earlier in the Oh, wait, this is one of my favorite sex jokes from Sophia, where she was like, your father used to tell me to take it slow. The only thing I did faster than eat was make love. And in both cases, when I was finished, he pat his stomach and say, I've had enough. Oh, I love it. Her, her like bright pink, her jogging costume, that would be a very great niche um, like Golden Girls Halloween costume. It should be a Sadie costume. I could see Ooh, that. Ooh, that could be Sadie. And yeah, somebody else could Sadie. go as Yvonne. This fucker Norman. I'm sorry. Bob Henderson's kid Norman is a piece of shit. Is a piece of shit child. I hate him. Rose is so, so, so patient with this kid. I would make him do chores. Yeah. I would be like, yeah. hey, here's a toothbrush. Scrub the floor. Yeah. I I mean, there is a moment coming up with Play-Doh or Clay or something that is one of my favorite Rose moments of all time. I love when Rose, even though she's patient with this kid, it shows when she's had enough. You know what I mean? When she's Oh, yeah. Done. She, yes, yes, yes. It'll There's happen this Blanche second. moment is so good about the toy soldiers. And then oh. <laughs> Blanche, Blanche will be like, oh, I only date offices. I mean, class, total oh. class. And then she, she said she had she had a guy over on Tuesday, but he had to go back to the base. I love it. What I, I love, love about it. Blanche, well, which we find out later in this episode, is Blanche, before the girls met Blanche, Blanche was like a taken care of woman. Mm-hmm. She was like, she had nannies. She was wealthy. Like, you know, she was taken care of. And she has no idea how to deal with children, I think. This is the joke that you this love, it. where Norman when smashes, she smashes the Norman's plate out, <laughs> and she doesn't like she doesn't go nanny and anything. She just does it. And she's like, okay, well, that was yeah. fun. That was fun. Let's <laughs> yeah. play again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She would have been a great counselor. Oh God, those old school like buggies. Also, I feel like Dorothy's shaking them a little too hard. The one on the left, she's she's really going to town. Shaking it's a that little. Thing. It's like a 2020 special waiting to be had. Yeah. On, uh, like, it, abuse. <laughs> the way Dorothy says, die up, or she says it a couple times in the episode. Die up. Why also, does she, oh. why does she, I mean, she, she talks like she's from Canada. I find people from Canada enunciate like Dorothy does. Even with, like, die up, or they definitely, yeah, yeah they definitely, yeah. they pronounce things in a, in a way that I find completely adorable. I, um, I, I have also learned during this baby process how many different types of shit you can get for babies. It's not like you go, okay, this is the one stroller I'm going to get for the baby. Mm -hmm. But now there are lists online and recommendations and, and there are so many different types of strollers. And do you get the stroller that comes with a bassinet or do you get the stroller that you have a car seat adapter so you can put your car seat right in? It was Stan and I spent months researching baby gear, and it was so exhausting, and it makes it me... It seems stressful to have a child. I have to say right now, guys... for the, the 80s, someone, there was one I, type of thing. In my, in my new apartment, there's a pool on top, and I think someone is having a pool party just now. I'm hearing music. So if you hear music in the background, it is mm-hmm. because someone's having a pool party and I wasn't invited. 
Um, I will say I do like Norman's joke to Blanche where he's like, isn't that outfit a little young for you? It's yeah. like, it's so and it's sassy. Like, but it's also like the outfit is not young at all. She's wearing a perfectly perfectly respectable button-up white top and a blouse over the white top that already covers enough. Yeah. Yes, that's like, true. What kind of young women are wearing that with those shoulder pads? Like, they're not! <laughs> I also think it's funny that she scolded the kid for ripping papers out of a book when her town used to burn entire like yeah, piles of yeah. books. You, know, you start a fire from, from the, the bottom. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Rose. Which is so unfortunate. Okay, and also more Dorothy with shaking this child. The, sh- yeah. the shaking of this child is just far too much. Yeah, well, it's because there's no weight because it's a baby doll. Also, a- <laughs> I have learned, I always thought that, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't have a baby yet. She's still in my belly. But I have learned that like, growing up or even when my like my sister had kids, it was like, oh, if a baby's crying, they're hungry, they're, they, they need to burp or they need to be changed. But... Mm-hmm. I watched this video called The Happiest Baby on the Block. I'm that person now. Oh, where wow. I learned that when newborns, sometimes they'll cry because they're having a hard time adjusting to life outside the womb. Because in there, it was like very loud. Like it's louder than a vacuum, <laughs> vacuum Is cleaner. it really loud in the, in the belly? Yeah, it's very loud. They hear a lot of like gurgling and, and whooshing but and, but it's I guess it's louder than a vacuum cleaner wow and it must be like listening to this podcast that's what it must be like living in a womb I guess so <laughs> and everything's very loud and they're like wound up kind of tightly like they don't have a lot of space so that sometimes when a baby's crying it's just because they're having a hard time adjusting to life outside the womb and you have to swaddle them and you There's... have to make loud noises that like sh- loud shushing sounds it's it's crazy well it's I, I do want to make a comment about babies being loud in a minute but we have to acknowledge that Sophia is now back from the race and she is about to tell this story about how she was she was how she how the race went for her and I love when she talks about like being cagey like a panther and then they start yelling her name Sophia Sophia, Sophia. Sophia. and then she like the build up for it is great when she's just like my heart was pounding and then I hit a wall a wall <laughs> Dorothy's like wait what wall like you oh, you burnt out or whatever and Sophia's like no I actually hit a wall they put up a Wendy's yeah oh. <laughs> I love I once- that she had this story I once ran the Las Vegas Marathon, and at the at mile twenty five or twenty six or something, this little girl was holding a thing of like um, uh, uh, Swedish fish out for people to take the like energy at the end or whatever, you know. And I, I just grabbed it because I was so delirious. I just grabbed it, and in the process, I maybe grabbed it too hard, and the girl and the Swedish fish went flying to the ground. This girl, and I'm not about to stop because there's no way I'm stopping at mile twenty five. This girl is crying on the ground. I talk, I tackled a young girl in Las Vegas. If she's listening, I would like to apologize to you. But the Swedish fish were appreciated. Wait, so how many Swedish fish did you walk away with? Probably like two, but I felt so bad. That I, I don't know. I how tried to get a bunch. How long ago was this? This was uh, 2010, I okay, guess. Okay, so she's yeah. 11 years older than... And she was probably like around eight then. So she's an adult now. She's maybe working on the strip. If I wish her well. Wow. Oh, I think we're about to hit a commercial break. Oh, God. That means we're about to go on a commercial break because little baby has been abandoned. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, let's let's pause here, guys. We're going to go pay some bills. So we're going to take a break. 
and um, we, well, maybe we'll pay, there might be an ad here, there might not, you never know, depending on where you're listening and how you're listening, but we're going to go take a break, and we'll be right back with more of the episode. Okay, we're back, back, back. and a little, just to catch you up, the baby has been abandoned. And Dorothy, Dorothy is now on the phone with the authorities asking what they should do in the name of the Lord, what they should do. Sophia's, or Blanche is in the back holding her sweet little baby. Remembering Who she didn't the, even want to be there to begin with. Yeah, but like, you know, it's weird. I, I'm not, I am a good kid person, I'll say that. Kids like me, I'm good with kids. Like, I've always been really good with kids. That said, like... I don't necessarily gravitate to children, but when I actually have them in my orbit, they love me. Aww. Now see, go ahead. My dog just went up the stairs. I have to let Stan know. Oh, (laughs) text away, text away. I like how Dorothy is so, see if I was in this situation and a child had been left in my care, I would actually be panicking. Like if, if the parent had not come to pick the child up, I would be panicking at this point. Oh, I would absolutely be panicking. But Dorothy you know, is so calm. But you know what though? She is a teacher. She is a she's pragmatic. She is rational, except for when she gambles. So I think, you know, she's <laughs> Or she's, smokes. Or smokes. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, Rose's outfit in the the pillow the pillows on the couch in the vases behind also perfectly match it's this like beautiful combination of this yeah, like pastel she really, blue and pink she's kind of the picture of like florida in the late 80s you know what i yeah. mean like it's or the florida that we want to believe existed in the late 80s mm-hmm. i have a feeling there was a big crack problem but that's not shown on this show it's also like yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess if a baby got left with you, you would have you to turn it into. You'd have to go to the police. You'd have to call the police. I mean, what else? Yeah. What else do you do? You I'm know? glad though that they decided to just keep an eye on the baby versus bring it to like a police station. Because yeah, I have a feeling because I feel like a police station is probably more civil during the daytime than it is at night. You know what I mean? Yes. So I I think that I would probably have kept kept the baby overnight as well oh sue's in the picture now hi sue you guys can't hear well you can kind of hear sue shake a little bit but uh, hi sue yeah i'm gonna take his take his collar off he's i'm sitting in a beanbag chair he's decided to come inspect hey oh okay now he's just crawling on me Okay. I like how Dorothy was like when when Rose is telling the story oh you you saw the north star no it was a texaco star sign I love it. Rose has a couple fun stories in this episode. You Have you been washing off the fruit before you eat? Now, is, will that make you delirious, washing off the fruit before you eat? I or mean, not washing, I should say? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think, think the, there's a huge danger in it. I mean, wash your fruit, people. But, like, you're not going to go crazy. No. And, and honestly, she could have said, you know, Rose, have you been eating the plastic fruit, you know, in the, <laughs> yeah. li- you yeah. know, in the bowl again? But they did make that joke. When um, they did a Brooklyn flashback where Sal is in the kitchen in the other room and he's like, ow, or something. And Sophia's like, Salvador, I keep telling you, like, that fruit's plastic. (laughs) I will say there are moments when I was a kid that when something happened and we had to stay up late at night or we had to, like, you know, whatever. Like, some event required us to stay up late and had to go to, like, 7-Eleven late at night for, like, a last-minute thing. It was always so exciting for me as a kid. Like, Dorothy and Rose are now going to the the 24-hour convenience store to get stuff. 
I would go and I would be like, I want beef jerky. I want a Slim Jim specifically, not just beef jerky. I want a Slim Jim. I want a Coca-Cola. And I want a bag of the the of chips of some kind, probably sour cream. I also like that. Well, first of all, it's called an all night market. And it just feels like that's a place where Blanche goes to get men. But <laughs> I also like that they're talking about how expensive it is because it's an all night market. And yet they got themselves like beef jerky and they got eggs. Why did they get eggs? And, eggs, how did... and it's like, no, why, why? If it's so expensive, why didn't you just get baby stuff? You know, just get the stuff you need. Like what? And, and also the child is not there for like years. They got stuff to take care of a baby for weeks. Look at all that food. Well, they don't know how long that baby's going to be there. They can't keep it for more than a day. The authorities will come and get it. They just can't keep a child that isn't theirs. Also, I don't know yet. I know we see baby Emily a little bit later. Is baby Emily look old enough to be on, like, solids? Or does baby Emily look like she's she's the age where she should still be on formula? Oh, no. I think baby Emily looks like she's on a solid moment. When when does solid happen? I don't don't know. know. I haven't read that far in the baby books. (laughs) So you're, <laughs> I hope you finish the baby book so you know when to feed your kid. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I don't There's know a when YouTube video out there for that. Um, so I I like that they're, they're talking about how when, if you have to change the diaper of a little boy that um, they can, they'll pee in your face because they're little oohoos. Yeah. Do you know that they make like little cups that you can actually like, put over them almost like oh, little like wait. jock straps you put over their dicks you put it over their little oohoos so that they don't pee in your face when you're oh, changing that's their diaper wild you know i bet some gay men could probably also use that if just i'm just saying for the gay men listening you know what i'm talking about they're very small they're meant for <laughs> newborn <laughs> babies and infant babies well you so. clearly don't know the men i've been with <laughs> oh goodness oh so one, much another thing i've noticed that's really interesting about this is that because it a lot of it takes place over the course of one day the women yeah. are in the same outfits for a very long time yeah 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 no it's it's I mean, it's one of those days where it's just like it's never ending. You know what I mean? Like shit's happened and you got to deal with it. Little Blanche is sitting there dreaming of her kids that she had. You see what I mean? Like she talks about the nannies that took care of her kids and all these things. And she's actively taking a role in little baby Emily's. And it's it's a little like, girl, you, you hadn't you, you were fine. You paid people to help you raise good children. And sure, they don't love you now, but like you got a house out of it. I mean, that's mean, I guess. I also have to ask myself, <laughs> like, is Blanche doing this because she thinks it's what's best for Emily? Or is she doing it because she needs to make herself yeah. feel better about the fact that she has guilt over, you know, having help and raising That's her what's children? so amazing to me about the writing of this show is that they maintain the the sort of essence of the character even in moments where the character could break. Like... Blanche could fully be empathetic here and, like, actually want to raise a child again or, like, be a parent, be a better parent. But in the end, Blanche fundamentally is a very self-centered person. She's a very – it's all at the benefit of what Blanche gets out of it. And even in this story, this is at the benefit of Blanche bettering herself and righting a wrong from her past, which I kind of love. I mean, Blanche is a vain person, and that's why we love her. Because, I mean, and I don't know, maybe this would be the best case scenario for Emily, but I mean, I don't know, not to say that three older women can't take care of and raise a baby, but I don't know, it just... Should they be? I mean, yeah. should they be? I mean, like, they they all work, 
you know um i mean rose I don't know. kills men Although, in her, when she I sleeps saying? with them like that there's gonna a, be dead men all over the house that was a terrible thing i just said i just said they work so they can't raise a baby that's <laughs> now, my baby brain i didn't mean that they barely work let's just be real about that one of them works half time and one of them basically volunteers so like they don't really work that much but i do not think that the four of them would make very good parents because of the way they live their lives do not accommodate a child I just, it's so sweet that they even consider it. And this isn't the first time. They, remember, they wanted to, like, keep David, too. Although, I guess oh. David was, like, a teenager. So I do whatever. love this moment where Dorothy's like, who could that be at this time of the morning? When, in reality, she called the police the night before. <laughs> like, someone's going to come knocking. I also, okay, I have a problem with Emily's father. I it, At yeah. first, I was like, why didn't he call? But then I'm like, oh, that's right. He did call, and he spoke with Sophia. Yeah, and Sophia but didn't give the message, yeah. His wife is about to give birth to triplets, and maybe I said triplets. this on the original recording. I don't remember. What's he doing entering a marathon? <laughs> well, didn't she go into labor early? Oh, I don't know. I think that was, I think maybe that was said at some point. I'm not 100% honestly, sure. Guys, Honestly, if you're in like the last, if you're leading up to the last like week or two of your delivery date, maybe don't enter a marathon. Well, like you're in a great example. You're having one child and you're still not seeing anybody. Doesn't matter if they're vaxxed or anything. Like you are like locked down until you have this child, which I think is the way you should be doing it. Like you're doing a good thing. Whereas this guy's like, well, I'm still going to live my life. Because. I mean, he should be paying them back for they bought extra diapers and food. Yeah. He clearly didn't leave enough stuff. Like when he called Sophia, did he say, you know, this is the type of. How did this woman have a baby? That baby, baby Emily should be at least one years old at this point. Right. And that baby, I'm still like new to what babies look like at what age. But I feel like the baby, the baby that's in that. That baby is not, I mean, well, it's hard to say because the, it, you can't tell if the baby can even hold its head up because we only ever see the baby in the bassinet lying flat. But I feel like that baby looks to be maybe like four or five months old. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like in that early, you know, pre six month range. Yeah. Which means either she had these triplets very prematurely or one, one is being pulled on us. Like we're having one pulled over on us. Do you think, yeah. I don't think, I mean, they could have adopted oh, this child. We don't know if baby Emily's oh, adopted. that's true. Baby and Emily And then there was like, oops. We, like, they, like, my mom found out she was pregnant with my brother Jason when she was five months pregnant. So, like, maybe maybe they found out she was pregnant when she, with triplets at five months, which would be shocking. And then she had the baby at, you know, nine months, like normal. And little baby Emily just came along because she adopted it right before she found out mm-hmm. she was pregnant with triplets. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. I do think oh. it's so sweet. I love this monologue that and Blanche this question calls her on ba- Blanche. Yeah. I do. This was, the, this was probably the one moment I appreciated in the episode. Like I said, I was kind of bored. And, and moments like this is what I've said on the podcast years ago, and I've said it consistently since, proves how great of an actress Rue McClanahan is because she allows the character, because Blanche fundamentally is just a wild, silly character, but she allows the character to be vulnerable in these weird sort of Blanche ways that really works you know it really works and it's really emotional oh Oh, so sweet just so sweet well then you pick a time 
I was, I really want to see you, which is like just one of those. And it also, I think this episode is a poignant episode to watch right now because like I know for me, I haven't seen my mother in two years. I really want to see my mom, like going on two years this in November. And I really want to see my mom, but because of everything, I haven't been able to, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is kind of a sweet moment of like, oh, yeah, like you should see the people you love. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was, I that love was you, baby. To, to, oh, to bring it a... around to what's going on in the world today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm a storyteller. I mean, it's a true story, though. I haven't seen my mother in two years. It's not like a fake oh. story. Oh, I love oh, how this episode and the ended. Episode. Oh, well, let's take a little break and we'll come back with our golden takeaway. And I have a feeling it's going to be emotional. So we'll be right back. Mr. Simon, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. And tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Mr. Salmon. Yes. Bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him the word that I'm not a rover. And tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Salmon. I'm so alone. Boy, you guys really stink. Okay, we're back. Now, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know exactly what we're about to do. But if you are new, for some of you, many of you are new. If you're new, this is a golden takeaway. It's a nugget of truth or inspiration that we take from the episode that you can apply to your lives. Or I'm saying this all wrong. But it's a nugget of truth or inspiration that we're taking from this episode that you can apply to your life and maybe take something from it as well. Wow. A longtime listener is going to be like, H. Allen, what is wrong with you? Yeah, they're going to be like, Oh my God, where? Sue is all over you. Sue. My dog is. This yeah. puppy is like so protective of pregnant mama that Sue will not even like get off your belly. Sue no. is fully just staring at you. He's, yeah, he's very protective of me and my belly. I honestly. And wants hope. to lick you. You're, I bet listeners are here. I don't, I don't know if they're hearing the licking or not, but if they are, it's wonderful. And it's a sound, it'll be the soundtrack of your day right now. Yes, it is. Yes. If you're hearing the licking, it's the dog. It's not Stan. It is <laughs> it's the <not> dog. Stan. <laughs> he's very protective of me and my belly. It's very sweet. Well, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? Would you say? I would say, man, what is my golden takeaway from this episode? I think, especially listening to Blanche's monologue at the end, it is, I'm suddenly understanding the weight and importance that motherhood is going to have on me. Mm -hmm. It's a responsibility I've never had before. I've only ever been responsible for myself as a person. Yeah. And knowing now that I'm going to be responsible for another human being for the rest of my life is a wild concept. This is, this is an adventure and it's like, 
it's it's just, so it's exciting. Just, it's wild. It's exciting and it's wild. And I'm just ready to meet her. I want to know what she looks like. Um, and yeah. I'm a terrified of the labor process, but I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. And I will be, you know, on call waiting to hear all the updates. I want all I want. You should you should Stan should create like a little like like, I don't know text thread or something where it's just like quick updates from every you know so you can just update everyone at once no one can reply because you don't want to have all those messages coming at you when when a baby's being born so it's only like a mat update message board and i just want all of those and i will just sit there eagerly being like oh 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 that's gonna be my reactions Maybe you could moderate the text thread. So if anybody does reply, you can message them. <laughs> I'll make it a separately. podcast, a private podcast for just just like family and friends. And I'll just be like, they're at the hospital. More updates soon. Ten minutes later. She's in the room. More updates soon. Oh, that's what you could do. Yeah, we could just text yeah. you. Yeah. And then you could do like a live Twitch stream. <gasps> oh, I would so do it. I would sit here with my sparkly sequin background. I'll put on a wig and everything. And I'll be like, I'll just be looking at the Fed being like, well, he hasn't texted in 10 minutes. So I'm assuming she's probably moisturizing something. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and then in between, you can just talk about the Golden Girls or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. I'll refer everything back to the Golden Girls. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll yeah. do. I bet you right now that Stan is prepping a prize-winning pig. That's what I bet he's doing right now. <laughs> Called Baby. Called Baby. Very apropos. Oh, goodness. <laughs> My golden takeaway from this episode would probably be – I wasn't expecting this to be the golden takeaway, but I'm actually glad it was – I think that they should make adult-sized versions of those pee blockers. I think that actually would be very helpful for some people. I'm not going to go into detail why, because this is a family-friendly moment. But it, you can DM me if you want to find out why I think that this would be um, this would be a good adult option. But trust me, it would be a good adult option in some situations. The gears in my mind. I'll explain to you when we're off. I'll explain to you when we're off. (laughs) So much. They just, they went from zero to 90. It involves a particular act that sometimes can have, it's a long story. Okay. I would love to know. It's a whole thing. Um, But guys, this has been Out on the Lanai, which has been so much fun. And I love that this episode where we announced your baby, little baby Oreo. Little baby Oreo. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Well, if you want to follow the podcast, you can go to Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, Adel and I Official on Instagram. Go to hoo ha and subscribe and like on anywhere you listen to podcasts, really, and leave a little rating and a review and do whatever the hell you want. We've been around for years. You can literally say anything at this point. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. And <laughs> thank you guys so, so much for listening. It's always nice to hear from you on social media and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. keep keep tagging us in those fun Golden Girls posts. And yeah, yeah, and you can we follow. Just, we love you guys. You can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything and Sadie Pines on everything. I recently posted a Valerie Cherish inspired look that I did for a performance that was so much fun. Did I tell you about the, the performance? 
Well, I saw, first of all, guys, Va- Valerie Cherish, played by Lisa Kudrow in The Comeback, which is my favorite show of all time right behind the Golden Girls. True. But Same. I did see on your Insta story that mm-hmm. you sang when Valerie is recording the opening theme song for her reality show, The Comeback. Yeah. She does a cover of I Will Survive. Yes. And I saw you lip syncing that, and it was so perfect. Yeah, I did this. So it was for this, it was the Zoom fundraiser for a wonderful organization that provides clothing. So when women are sexually assaulted and they go to the hospital um, and there's a criminal report that's written, a lot of times, oftentimes, I don't think people realize this, that the clothes that the women are often wearing is taken into evidence, as evidence. So the women are left with either leaving with whatever clothes that are available at the hospital if no one brings them clothes, or they leave with a hospital gown. You know what I mean? They're they're left with few options. And this organization does a great job to give clothes to women who are sexually assaulted so that they can leave the hospital with some dignity, um, which is a really a great thing. That's and great. so the performance I, it has nothing to do <laughs> with, the fun, with the organization's goal, but I just wanted to do something Valerie Cherish because I love Valerie Cherish so much. And so I did, a, I did her singing I Will Survive, which led into the real song I Will Survive. So I had a reveal where I took off the outfit and it was very sparkly and you can go to Instagram to see that photo. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and Sadie looked fabulous in Thank both you. outfits. I was Michael, Michael made them. Michael did it all. Can't, Michael's can't. so, so talented. It's wild. And actually, if well, I, just to give a little credit to Michael, the, the crowning look of this year's um, Drag Race winner, Simone, was wearing a Michael Brambilla look. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I would love yeah. to see that as well. Yeah, yeah, and the red dress as well, the nails dress as well at the, at the beginning of the episode, which is really exciting. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Big things coming. Where can they follow you? Um, I am still Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And I probably won't make an Instagram account for my baby like some people do. <laughs> Good. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You know, to each, to each their own. Some people just like to have Instagram accounts for their babies. I probably won't do one. Yeah, I, it, I don't. I pers- my friend Blythe, love her to death, and I think she has done the baby thing in the right way, where she has actually shielded the baby's face from being on Instagram, which I thought was. I mean, the baby's still there, but she doesn't post the baby's face, and I think it's really interesting how she like finds ways to pose with him so that. That you don't see the child, but at the same time, you know, the close friends list get to see the activities and child and stuff. And I think that's a nice balance, especially if you're in the public eye in a way. It's like you see, you get some, Mindy Kaling does that too. It's there's some privacy to it, which I think is really nice. Yeah, I know. I feel like I know a, a, a parent or two that also does that. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like every, everybody makes their decisions. About... Everyone makes their own decisions. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We yes. will be back soon. Who knows when with another one. We always will pop on whenever it's convenient. You know, Carrie is preggers. So like life is complicated and strange these days. But it's wonderful that we have the ability to do this. And we will be back at some point in the near future. Yes. And guys, until next time, to remember, rate, as remember always. to, as always, <laughs> remember. I have such baby brain. <laughs> <laughs> as always, ready? Stay, Stay golden. golden. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>